All right, welcome into the program. Great to be with you here on a Friday edition. We've got a lot of ground to cover over these next four hours. Uh, it is the final uh, weekend before, you know, the calm before this storm, obviously, of Super Bowl week. So we will uh, kind of exhale a little bit today on that front. But obviously, Monday, we're hitting the ground. Super Bowl, cray cray, uh, getting you ready for that. A lot of staffs being filled out around the NFL. Some interesting names returning to the league, names. Um, perhaps returning to the league as well that you would not expect. One of the most fascinating things that I've heard over the last 24 hours is Chip Kelly is interested in getting back in the NFL, and there have been reports that he has already been linked to potentially being part of Dan Quinn's commander staff. Now, fans, before you start throwing crap at me, uh, again, this is just a report. (laughs) This is just a report. All right, let's not get crazy here. However... It is fascinating because I think, look, if you're hiring Chip Kelly, I know who you're taking at number two. I don't even need to show up to the draft. Uh-huh. All right, I know that you're taking RG4. I mean, if you're hiring Chip Kelly <laughs> as the commander's offensive coordinator, you're taking RG4, uh, number two overall, otherwise known as Jaden Daniels, the quarterback out of LSU. Now, I know this is not a popular thing to do, but I'm going to do it anyway, James. I'm going to dare do this here on this show in the first very first segment. Be careful. And maybe people will just uh, completely throw their radios out the window. However, in fairness, Chip Kelly, the first two seasons in Philadelphia, was wildly successful um, in terms of his offense, right? He um, was you know top 10 in points per game, yards per game in offense. Uh, they were doing things that the NFL at this time had not seen a lot of, yeah, it wasn't the best offense for your defense, that's for darn sure. I mean, your defense was gassed if your offense wasn't hitting it. Even when they did score, they scored so quickly, it didn't give you a whole lot of time. It puts a lot of stress on the defense. So that would be fascinating, number one, Dan Quinn being a defensive guy, how he'd really look at that. And even in the third year in Philly, it was not awful. They were 13th in scoring, um, you know, in scoring offense that season. Uh, they were 12th in yards uh, that season as well. So it wasn't completely horrendous. But he was horrific in San Francisco in 2006. No other way to spin it. But that's over, you know, eight years ago at this point. So a lot of things have changed. People have stolen from the Chip Kelly offense, though. I mean, he's an innovative guy. There's no doubt about it. He does things differently. He does things fast. He does things explosively. He's done really good work at UCLA, I think. And, boy, if he were to leave UCLA for an offensive coordinator position, I, I guess I'll start buying into the whole narrative that, a lot of college coaches are just fed up with the world of NIL, transfer portal, and they're ready just to say, heck with it. Get me out of this mess right now. I don't want to have to deal with all this other garbage that comes along with it. I'll buy into it at that point. Because I think some of this might be overstated. But again, I'm, I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn like everybody else. So Chip Kelly, although I don't necessarily think he's a front runner for the job, has been thrown out there. Your initial reaction besides you know vomiting, what was it when you heard this? Well, my reaction to Dan Quinn was an eye roll. This one was an, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> you, you want to talk about something, like you said, throwing the radios out the window. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. When, when people start burning jerseys yeah, on oh, TikTok yeah. and stuff oh, like yeah. that. This is the kind of hire that would do that. That, that To me, I've, I've seen this movie before, and it wasn't a good movie the first time. It was, the sequel was horrible, and I don't know why you'd make a third one. So, again, it is reportedly that Chip Kelly would be interested you know we just saw the boston college jeff halfley uh leave for uh off a defense coordinator job excuse me the packers right um so we saw that happen 
And so people are like, okay, well, is this just a one-off or are there other guys that want to do it? And then this story comes out a few days later, day and a half later, that Chip Kelly, according to ESPN, may be a candidate to serve on Dan Quinn's staff. Also, they mentioned him in association with the Raiders, but the Raiders have already made a hire. Yep. Cliff Kingsbury's back in the NFL. So that's not true. But again, this came from Jeremy Fowler. It was last night, I don't know, like 7, 8 o'clock, somewhere around that time. 7.50 to be exact, according to the X. And again, it says under UCLA head coach Chip Kelly is a potential candidate um, for the OC job under Dan Quinn, per sources. Kelly, a two-time NFL coach of the year, or two-time NFL coach, also once coach of the year, is believed to have interest in returning to the league. And Washington will consider talking with him. So there you go. Will consider talking with him. Not, not will hire him. Not will, oh, he's the front runner. Not like, oh my God, here's Chip Kelly. But, you know, that's what he says. Now, here, here would be a positive to hiring Chip Kelly. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. You know how the big argument you get these days from the people that say you can never hire a defensive coach to be, you know, and your your guy because if you get a good offensive coordinator, they're going to get poached from you. Nobody's taking Chip Kelly from you. All right, that's a good I mean, point. If that's Chip a Kelly good point. Is leaving UCLA, right, and going to the NFL to be an offensive coordinator, he's not getting a third shot at being an NFL head coach. I, I don't. Believe, I think that would be crazy if that were to happen. I just don't don't see that happening again, Mister Protein Shake. I don't, I don't see anybody putting up with that. And remember what really did Chip Kelly in more than anything in the NFL was he was in charge of everything. Right. He pushed Howie Roseman out of the way. He, 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 he ran off to Sean Jackson. You know, he was, Deshaun Jackson was a gang member and all this crap that came out. And all, remember all that? that oh, stuff yeah, I about remember. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I remember. And, you know, hey, look, he was great for the Redskins for a couple seasons. I was happy to take him from him. Uh, LaShawn McCoy ran him out. Ran out Jeremy Macklin eventually. All like the good players in Philadelphia were pushed aside. So, like Chip Kelly, I don't think it'll happen, but it is interesting. And again, the one upside is if he comes there and does really well, I don't even think that's cause for concern, right? Like, and again, at some point, like here's a crazy idea. I'm just gonna sound really stupid, but why don't you like as a staff, um, kind of hope to be one of these staffs that is really good. That teams want to take your your people, but can also have, you know, like guys ready to go, right? Like guys that have been the underneath guy, you know, the assistant offensive coordinator, the passing coordinator, the passing coach, the quarterback's coach. These guys be ready to go and step into those roles when your other guy gets taken. Like that's what the good organizations do. San Francisco clearly has done it pretty well, right? Baltimore just did it. Yeah, Baltimore has done it. I mean, others do it. The real good organizations aren't afraid of these kind of things. So that's that's all I'd say. I mean, in, in terms of like, oh my God, you can't have a defensive coordinator as your head coach because your offensive coordinator, if he's any good, is going to be gone in a year. Oh no, no. This is what you you hope to be, you strive to be good enough for people to take your staff away from you. So anyway, I I wouldn't lose sleep over the Chip Kelly stuff, but it's interesting, right? It is interesting that we'd even get here. And I don't know if this was again propaganda from Chip Kelly's side of it or if it's for reals for reals that uh, it would happen. Uh, <laughs> Cowboy Dave said, I told you, there's always Chip Kelly laughing my butt off. Uh, can I get some tickets? Please, please, please. <laughs> He's cracking up. I blame you, Cowboy Dave. Yeah. Um, 757 says, Chip Kelly's offense can be explosive, but so can diarrhea. Good luck. <laughs> there's an image. Thanks for that. Thank Thanks you. For that. Thank you for that. Hopefully everybody's back from lunch with that uh, by now. That is three o'clock. You should be back from lunch. So anyway. I don't buy it, but it would be wild. It would be like all the ghosts 
of, of Christmas past coming back to the division, right? That then is Then the true. next thing you know, again, Rivera gets hired in Dallas. Maybe Jay Gruden could hook up on one of these staffs too. Maybe Jay Gruden could go help uh, – <laughs> Um, what's his name there? You know, well, Brian Dayball, probably not. Uh, I, I actually don't think one of my friends sent me some other thing Jay did the other day. Pretty sure Jay has made sure he's never going to get hired again in the NFL uh, with the things he's been doing. Oh, but, gosh. What did you do this time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's just make, I think he was making a, a crack about Dan Campbell or Dan Quinn, rather, when the uh, commanders hired him. So anyway, it's crazy. Chip Kelly. Woof, 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 woof. Would be wild. I got booed. I'm getting booed on the X about. I mean, I didn't say it. I, you I just, didn't do it. I didn't do anything. I just said Jeremy Fowler is reporting. I was just doing Jeremy Shaft right just there. As, just no, as Jeremy not, Fowler. It did not say Scott Jackson. No, I didn't report it. I, it's, I'm just passing on information to good listeners out here in Radio Land. So, again, I don't believe it. I won't believe it. I don't want to believe it. But again, there is some positives. He would never leave you. Well, the only thing I see, I see, I see you there, and I raise you this: yeah. is that the only thing I would worry about with Chip Kelly is that he would leave for a blue chip college job like USC, like if Lincoln Riley right. leaves USC, or if there's another, if if Alabama were to be were to come open at some point, or a school like that that is a blue chip program that you know, no matter what the rules of NIL are, you're good. You're going to be able to get players. That's the only thing I would worry about if Chip Kelly is successful is him leaving for something like that. I, I think his days of that are over, and he's beyond like the oh, he's the shiny new toy. You know what I mean? I think I, I just feel like he's aged out of that, unfortunately. But yet, a lot of people steal from what he's done. I yeah. mean, there's no doubt. He's been influential. You can take bits and pieces of something that somebody's done, which is, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury's done that. Sure. I mean, he took bits and pieces right. of the Ariad offense and made it work for, well, made it work as maybe subjective, but you, yeah, you know, right, made, right. It, made it work for whatever style he wanted to do. So you can take bits and pieces from what Chip Kelly's done and, and, and make something out of it. You just don't want to follow everything he's done. No, you don't. All right. I want to get into uh, some of the ideas over the commander's offense coordinator position. It's our poll question of the day as well. Brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. We'll get to that on the exit Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio 94.1 as we continue here. Also, got to play this audio I found this morning of um, NFL Network's Mike Garafola on a radio station in Seattle. Uh, was, he does a weekly stop with them. And they're talking about Mike McDonald. And they also got into Ben Johnson and some of the background, according to Mike at least, as to why things uh, fell apart for him and whether or not he was in truly, truly the number one target for uh, the Washington Commanders. We'll get to that coming up. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. Uh, even though we don't have uh, a football game, well... I guess we do with the flag football thing this weekend. They wouldn't. Do they put odds out on that thing? By the way, they absolutely have to. I would um, think they. Anyway, do. Tim Murray's going to be with us at uh, four o'clock from Visa, and we'll, we'll try to look ahead at some of the props for the Super Bowl and maybe some college basketball uh, for the weekend that Tim has been uh, tracking. But I, I don't believe there's Pro Bowl uh, odds. But hey, stranger things have happened. Maybe props. Maybe props. There, there yeah, maybe props. props right, like how many. How many times will um, you know Eli Manning say Peyton during the game or something? I don't know. Maybe Omaha who, or something Omaha, like that. Right, right. How many times Peyton say Omaha? During the, who knows? Uh, but yeah, there does not appear to be a line. So I mean, if ESPN the bet doesn't have it, then there, there's no such line. So anyway, flag football. Oh boy. All right, let's get to this. Mike Garofolo was on W. No, not W. It's KJR. Excuse me. There's no W. 
out there in Seattle today. They're uh, sports station doing a weekly visit. Uh, it was this was yesterday rather, and uh, was got on the topic of one Ben Johnson, the uh, Wonder Kid coordinator, who the Commanders could not land. And here's what he had to say about why things may have gone off the rails. I don't think he interviewed particularly well. Um, and I, I listen. I've I've heard some rumblings before. <laughs> All right, let's back up. So. Johnson withdrew, and he withdrew as Washington was flying to go see him, which did not go over well at all uh, with the Washington uh, organization at all. Um, but I believe he withdrew from two coaching, circuit, coaching searches that he wouldn't have gotten the job anyway. So um, that's the old, you're not fired, and, you know, I quit. Or I'm not fired, I quit. One of those deals. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he really bowled people over in the interview process at all. Um, and I've heard that his personality is, you know, he's very smart, very bright, great play caller. Uh, but I've heard that his personality is kind of, um, I don't know, not the most gregarious guy, not, not a Mike McDonald type guy or even a Dan Quinn type guy. Uh, so I think that came across in the interview process. I, I, my belief, my belief is that he came into this, Adam Peters had Ben Johnson uh, as his guy. And Adam Peters was not the only one making the decision there in Washington, which is not to say that he's undermined. Uh, but Rick Spielman was involved. Josh Harris, obviously the owner of the organization. Bob Myers involved as well. So it was four people who came to a collective decision, and it was not going to be Ben Johnson. Okay, so a couple things here, right? Like that almost comes off like are they? This is like a spin job, right? But then somebody drew my attention to some things I did not know that were in existence, which was last year this this came out that he was not. A really good interview huh. so far uh, in the early process of this thing. Now, you'll say to yourself, well, why would they even bother trying to go to the second interview with him? Well, as you heard, Adam Peters apparently was hoping this guy was going to be the guy. So maybe he was thinking he was going to get some different result in the second go around and more, you know, in person versus a Zoom. Zoom's, di- you know, Zoom's tough. I mean, anybody who's done a Zoom knows it's not as easy to connect with people uh, via Zoom as it is in person. Although some people are better on Zoom than are others. That's also true. And not as good in person. But anyway, that's a whole different story. So that so that was interesting. Then I did see the story today where, you know, the, the apparently was a one one versus the other for Mike McDonald, commanders, or the Seahawks job. He had the option because was offered both. Went, went to about $9 million a year is the reports now is what he's going to get. Seahawks went up to $9 million, um, and he took the Seahawks job. Now, I don't know if it's strictly based on their, their offer I mean, there's also a six-year contract on top of that. I had said this weeks before, like if you're really breaking them all down, being, you know, take your feelings out of who's your team, blah, blah, blah. You know, to me, again, Justin Herbert put the Chargers right at the top. Yep. I thought Seattle's roster overall situation right there. I thought Washington was a third. Like I thought they were behind him. So that wouldn't surprise me if he said, okay, I'm going with, uh, you know, I'm going with this job. Because I think it's a better situation for me, and you know I don't have to go out and grab a quarterback and start from you know from square one essentially with a f- rookie quarterback. I have an unknown quantity in a sense, and Geno Smith, and you know we were a team that was close to the playoffs last year, so I could understand that. But this Johnson thing is interesting. Now it could be complete spin by the Commanders. I you know Mike Garafola being a good NFL Network employee, just he's getting told what he's told and he's going to believe it and he's going to go with it, or it's. Um, or, or, or there was some concerns about Ben Johnson. I, I don't know. All I know is he wasn't up for the. He wasn't interested in the job, or wasn't doing it anymore. However you want to look at it, whether they were going to pull out or not, he wasn't available. I'm kind of over this guy. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think we're kind of over it. This this is the last one here. I think this is where this is where you stop. Yeah, right. This is mm-hmm. this is where the conversation kind of has to end. But remember, this was the same thing people used to say about Eric Bieniemy when yeah. he was getting head coaching interviews. Was that ah oh, he just he's just not a good interview. Smart yeah. you know smart coach, but just not a good interview. Maybe that just is Ben Johnson. Yeah, and again, you know, sometimes you know we use the with players. We're like, well, they're bad practice players, right? But they're great when the when the lights are on, yeah. you know. I mean, I don't know. I, and and again, the problem here is you have to, as a head coach or somebody who wants to be a head coach, if that's what you really want to do, kind of project more than just, hey, I've got these plays I run, I'm really good at it, you know, I've got this system. Because again, you have a defense, you got special teams, you got the whole team, you gotta you gotta be the leader, you gotta inspire people, you gotta make in game decisions, whether it's for the old challenge flag, you know, getting time management, all these other things that go on in a game, right? That sure your staff can help you with, but you're you're kind of a leader. You've got to be the one uh, to set the tone. So interesting, though, interesting because this has always been like my counter to all the hey, you have to always take the best available offensive coordinator guy. Is no like you actually still have to like have an offense coordinator that can can command the room and, and coach the whole team. And if he couldn't excite the four guys that are on this panel, then that's a you know that's a bit of a red flag, I guess. But at the end of it, they were going to go back again, so they must have not been completely turned off about the whole situation. And again, the demands, I think, too, also come into play here, right? If, if this guy wasn't exactly, you know, crushing it in the interview, but then suddenly had a, uh, you know, has like, oh, yeah, we're also asking for 15 million a year, and I've never done this job, that seems a little crazy, too. Yeah, if that if that report is true, that's a little nuts, especially when you stack it up against what, Mike McDonald is going to be getting in Seattle. I mean, you right. want to you want to go six million per year north of that for again a guy that's an unproven commodity. I'm not sure I would have paid that for eight. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure of it either. And then I also wonder, you know, again as well, what what happens if they win, right? Like, what happens if the Seahawks win? Or, excuse me, the Lions win that game, and you know they they finish the job at least getting the Super Bowl, whether they win or lose, you know, doesn't really matter at that point. Is, is this a whole different thing? And this guy, you know, all in on, okay, this is my year. I'm going to get a head coaching job. Look, time will tell if he gets a coaching job and, you know, what other people think is, you know, there's a chance there's going to be five to eight of these next year too. Yeah. Another cycle of them. And we shall see. But, yeah, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Um, kind of close the book on this thing. But it is interesting because Adam Schefter did last week, and I think a lot of us were like, what, huh, what? When he said – one of these guys is not going to end up with a coaching job. And yep. we're like, that doesn't sound right. Like, it has to be McDonald and Johnson both have to end up somewhere. And I think he had a, he had a hunch that either this he was not a front runner somewhere or that um, maybe that he was going to pull out. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Which is fascinating. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it matters really at this point, but it is at least worth throwing out there for people to chew on. Or or to or to spit up uh, seven five seven <laughs> six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four the uh, text line also the Ballyhoo's phone line seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four now this doesn't change the fact that I would say sixty to seventy percent of the uh, fans probably wanted this guy whether he was a good interview or bad interview they liked his plays. They liked they liked what the Lions offense looked like, and I did too. I mean, I, lo- I loved what it looked like. Yeah, but that is the challenge, right? I mean, because again, you can nail it as a coordinator, 
doesn't mean you're going to nail it as a head coach. And you know, frankly, I mean, hell, this franchise can attest to that better than most with, uh, you know, Jay Gruden. Um, go back a few steps. Norv Turner, who was an amazing coordinator with the Cowboys, they haven't had as much, um, didn't have the much success as head coaches. And, you know, with Johnson, it, it is the fact that he can actually, the fact that he, you know, can actually go back into the mix next year, you know, will eventually flush all this stuff out. Like the, the, the fact from fiction, I think, will eventually get flushed out. Right, because if you go through a third cycle yeah. and don't get a job, especially right. there's gonna there's gonna be some attractive openings next season. No matter how things shake out, there's gonna be some there's gonna be some very attractive openings. So if he doesn't get one of those, then then you gotta really start scratching your head and wondering right. about this guy. Exactly. Um <laughs> I got a great text. I don't know if I can share it or not. I don't know if it's clean enough to share on the radio, but it's funny about um the whole idea of whether or not he pulled out of the job race or not or if the commanders pulled out <laughs> anyway well i don't know anyway something about a parent anyway uh 757-687-9494 all right let's get to this who should the commanders uh, hire as their next offensive coordinator the dominion floor covering uh poll question of the day on the x at jackson sports that's where you can find me or at espn radio 941 you can vote uh the polls will be open for another 23 hours if you can't get in right away um, right now, here are your options. Keep the enemy. Um, hire a Shanahan tree guy. I just had to do that because there's too many of them. Uh, Chip Kelly. And believe it or not, 16.5% have voted for Chip Kelly so far of those that have You're voted. You're kidding. I think they're Cowboy and Eagle fans. Wow. No question in my mind. Stop that. Chad O says, would always lean Shanahan tree. Kubiak, greasy Kubiak ideally would be nice. Have three former quarterbacks on staff. Um, OC... Quarterbacks coach, obviously, pass and give coordinator. If you could land like a left witch and a Josh McCown, yeah, whatever been Josh McCown, wasn't he like a hot, hot coaching candidate? Well, for remember, a he was a high school coach right. that the Texans were supposed right. to interview or hire as their head right. coach. And people were like, are you insane? Right. So they backed off on that. Prior and I think, I think he did end up getting a job. He, he did end up leaving the high school and ended up getting a gig as either like a quarterbacks coach or an or a offensive coordinator or something like that. And that didn't work out well either if i'm remembering that correctly. yeah i don't re- i don't remember what happened there because he was like a big shot for a while like it was a bit like you're saying they were they were talking about you know bringing him in with the texans people are like, are you freaking kidding me what are you guys doing well you can't go from high school coach oh, to nfl oh, head coach here's what happened to him he was a quarterback's coach of the panthers there like, you geez, go that'll, that'll ruin do anybody that'll do it so he's in limbo right now no wonder poor guy Anyway, uh, that's where he is. But anyway, so the texture or the tweeter goes on to say just a bunch of guys who are part of a bunch of systems. Um, anyway, uh, Brian and Chesapeake says the other Brian and Chesapeake get Jason Witten as the coach in waiting. Jason well, Witten, some hot shot uh, high school coach in Texas now. They won yeah, the state, state championship. Yeah. Um, Robert Luke says keep it simple. Clint Kubiak. I can't tell the Kubiak kids apart. I don't know who Kobe or Cody or Kerry or they're all they're a bunch of Kubiaks right now what about just the dad kubiak could he come back in i guess not uh uh pizza pasta guy says why is his twitter handle pizza pasta does he own like a bunch of restaurants or, or must be just a huge fan i don't know just a bit i like pizza and pasta but i don't know if i'd put it on my twitter handle anyway he says this i need an explanation on his twitter handle anyone but the enemy literally anyone else don't care 
All right, but I care about why do you go by pizza pasta? Why do you? I'm writing this, typing this. Well, you don't get that. That's one of the first times I've ever seen any fan say anybody but the enemy because everybody in Washington, if the Washington fandom seems to love this dude for almost no reason at all. Well, because he got to cuss out the players they wanted to cuss out. Dan Quinn will do that. <laughs> oh, it's great. He cusses at all the players. It must be, must be, must be a successful coach. All right, 757-687-9494. Let's get to what the Raiders did. I think this is fascinating. We'll get to more of your texts as well. 757-687-9494. Scott Jackson Show. Hey, don't forget, we're going to give away tickets again today. We've got Australian Pink Floyd. we got Dropkick Murphys. we got uh, Billy Currington and Kip Moore with special guest Larry Fleet as well. We'll uh, start with the Australian Pink Floyd here in the next hour or next half hour. Let's do them before the hour's up. All right, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get your uh, text and your calls on the other side. Bally Hughes phone line, 757-687-9494. And again, that is uh, working as the text line as well. Scott Jackson, show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. James Witham, Scott, your sports center. All right, getting to the bottom of a lot of stuff here. Uh, Pizza Pasta is apparently a character from Punch Out that this guy has put on his avatar. So there you go. Okay. There you go. All right. That's so the we're arcade talking version, to an arcade version on uh, the X. So look. With AI, who knows? I mean, this could be the living, breathing, uh, you know, character from a video game. Especially on on the X, too. You never know what Elon Musk is capable of. Absolutely. Just saying. Um, If you haven't heard, by the way, I hate to be the person. If you haven't heard this yet, I feel terrible that you're going to hear from me before anybody else or you didn't see it like I had to see it on socials. But I'm very sad to say that Carl Weathers passed away today. The wonderful actor who, of course, most famously known as Apollo Creed in the Rocky trilogies. Well, I say trilogy. There was more than... It should have stopped at three, but whatever. Um, well, he stopped at four. Yeah, right. He was killed off in four, sadly. And of course, Creed, which sprung off the uh, you know the, the, the spinoff of the Rocky movies, part of the part of it still uh, was based off of you know his son, which was in it. Which was the first one was excellent. Second one was, eh, was okay. Uh, but anyway, it's sad to see that Carl Weathers been a lot of things. You forget all the things he was in. Most recently was in this Star Wars thing, right? A Disney yep, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian, and people love that. And it's just like seeing how many people are so bummed out about this. I mean, he's only 76, man. That's crazy. I know. Said he died in his sleep. That's really all the details they have. His family released the news earlier. It's terrible. But Carl, I mean, the, the Rocky the, the, the Rocky movies never take off without him. I mean, no offense to Slice alone. Great concept. But if you don't have this guy playing the, you know, the, the adversary in the first two years of it, and then, of course, they become, you know, teammates, so to speak. He's his trainer in Rocky Three. You know, the, the, the series doesn't work. I mean, he was tremendous in um, in all the movies. So anyway, sad to see that news today about uh, the great Carl Weathers. It that, was also in Action Jackson, by the way, which yep. is one of my favorite. Happy movies. Gilmore as well. Can't forget him yeah. and Happy Gilmore. But that that death in Rocky Four that shook me. I remember that. Some guy that, just that text, really uh, shook me. Some guy just tweeted me that, and I, I said to him, "I go, it's probably one of the sadder." Things to happen in a sports movie. Yes, mo- well, most definitely. You know, yeah. I know, saving Brian's song, which is a real story. Well, yeah. Uh, but but in terms of like the way those movies were, like, yeah, Rocky got knocked down. He lost a fight, but he got up and nobody died except for Mickey, of course. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he was an older guy. But, yeah, I mean, for Apollo Creed to die in the ring of all things. Yeah. What a sick thing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, boy, so horrible. But anyway, 76 for uh, the great Carl Weathers. Sad, sad story. All right, so I don't know if this is a sad story or not, Raider fans. You tell me. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is your new OC. Now, man, my, shall we say, 
conspiracy theorist hat came on immediately when I saw this Cliff Kingsbury to the Raiders. And I started thinking to myself, how much would it take for the Raiders to get to number one? Here we go. To get themselves a shot at Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How much would it take for the Raiders to get the number one? Because look, he's a guy who has worked with Caleb Williams. Um, he's certainly capable of working with more than just Caleb Williams. He can work with other quarterbacks too. Maybe he's just there to work with their current quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, and whoever they bring in veteran-wise. Because you got to assume Jimmy G's gone, right? Like oh, the, he's gone. You don't need Jimmy yeah. G back. He had that weird contract anyway. They knew he wasn't it was damaged goods, and they brought him in. But that would be a pretty huge leap because the Raiders are at 13 right now. So for the Bears to move all the way back to 12 – you would have to get multiple years of number ones, right? Yeah. Um, and that's just a lot because then you're picking nine and 13. I, I just think that's probably too far. That kind of keeps you out. It certainly keeps you out of the Marvin Harrison Jr. sweepstakes. Yep. Um, you could get an O tackle still at nine. There's like three or four of them that potentially go in the first round. Uh, you can still get defensive help. It's not like you're you lost. And of course, you could use all the draft capital you receive in that deal to move back, to jump back up like Sonny Weaver would have done on draft night. So there is that as well. I mean, if you could get a one next year and the following year, wouldn't that be pretty tempting? I think it would be. And look, if you're, let's, let's look at this too. If you're one of these guys that um, is, um, you know, if you're, looking, if you're looking at it from Eberflus's angle, right? And you're trying to make sure you're around for the long haul. Like, hey, let's play the long play. You know, hey, let's move oh, back. Yeah, let's, that's, uh, that's nice work let's by Let's think you. about the next couple of years. You know, let's <laughs> let's build this the right way. You know, you're, you're playing that up instead of like, now we're going all in on this quarterback and it's going to be make or break. You know, like there's already been rumblings that he's he's not going to play for the Bears, right? Caleb Williams. Right. Supposedly not going to play for the Bears. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I guess we'll find out when we get closer if he's going to pull a Eli Manning or if um, his dad's going to pull an Archie Manning. However you want to look at that. Uh, and what happens there, but certainly, you know, that, that pick's got to be up for bid, you know, for a while just to get a feel for it. They're going to go through the combine, the process, and the, you know, the uh, on-campus workouts and, and personal workouts to see who they like the most out of all this. But I, I'm fascinated to see where this thing goes. And I think Kingsbury on the board for the Raiders is interesting to me. As a head coach, he's a disaster. Well, yeah. Because... His teams, look, they get off to real quick starts, but man, do they run out of gas. College and pro, same thing happened to him over and over, right? Great starts and then just, just nosedive uh, do, the, do his teams. But just running an offense, I think it's fascinating. The, the, the staff that Antonio Pierce is putting together is very interesting, right? Marvin Lewis is on it now. He's got Kingsbury. I mean, he's putting some people there. So you got two former head coaches, and Marvin Lewis – yeah, he didn't go very far in the playoffs. But, man, he made it every dang year, didn't he? Sure did. Every year he was in it. And his defenses were good. Yes, they were. I thought, honestly, Washington blew it. They should have hired him Yep. instead of Spurrier. Yep. He ran the show for a year and actually held it up as well as he could before he went to Cincinnati. And, you know, his defense was excellent. His defense was really good. You know, he dealt with a <laughs> a real... You know, weird situation in the one year he was there with a coach that, you know, wouldn't go outside when it was raining, would check out early so he'd go play golf. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Anyway, I I just couldn't believe it. Uh, Man. Oh, boy. That's it's just it's crazy to think what that was. But anyway, I I like what the Raiders have done, though. But the the Kingsbury thing is fascinating to me. 
if that means that's a tell as to who they would like to be their first overall pick. But that's a big leap forward, if you know, fall back, I should say, for the Bears, and that would be very costly for the Oakland Raiders and or it dep- Las Vegas Raiders. Well, it depends on what you want to get, too, right? Like, what are you looking to get in the draft if you're keeping Justin Fields? Because you'd be right there in the, what, like Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze area at 9, and then at yep. 13, can you get a tackle at 13? Because if you can, and what you really want to do is try to build around Justin Fields and at least try to run it back for one more year, that's not a terrible haul, especially if you get ones next year and the year after. Yeah, no doubt. Um, one other note, by the way, uh, before we take a timeout on Carl Weathers that Richie just reminded me of, that Carl Weathers has been in these FanDuel commercials with the Gronk kick of destiny. That's right. He's That's been training right. him. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about Predator, too. That's a Yeah, one. Predator's another one. Yeah. Anyway. All right, 757-687-9494. We'll get some of these texts coming up uh, on the text line. Again, Ballyhoo's phone line open for business, 757-687-9494. If you want to join us there, uh, a lot of texts, too, off of um, – the uh, commander stuff as well as some uh, good stuff on Carl Weathers. Yeah, 757 also mentioned the Predator one um, as well. Good good call there. All right, uh, we'll get to that coming up. Uh, big win last night uh, for ODU on the road over Marshall. We'll hit on that a little bit as well. Tim Murray joins us at 4. We'll start looking early at some of the betting angles for Super Bowl 58 next week in Las Vegas with a guy who's in Las Vegas. How wacky is that? Scott Jackson Show here, Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1, we are brought to you by Larry King Law. Could we get a few more games of Marshall this season, please? Uh, that would be nice. All right, welcome back. Uh, ODU winning on the road, as you heard there. Final call, Ted Alexander, last night here on Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1, 83.76. Bryce Baker, who was a big part of it, had the dagger shot uh, late in that game will be with us in the 6 o'clock hour tonight. Monarch fans at 6.35. Uh, he had 12 off the bench last night. Devin Caesar at 20 off the bench. Uh, 17 from Chauncey Jenkins. 15 from Ty Williams. Team of the ball well. Played well together. Uh, you know, as we said yesterday, Marshall will let you get your shots if you're patient, if you stay connected offensively. ODU had a big advantage at the free throw line last night, although, oh boy, they missed a lot of them too, but... 17 to 24 from the line, um, able to uh, get it done though on the road to Marshall. And Dan D'Antoni, man, was he ticked off at the uh, the guys in the striped shirts at the end of the game. He was he had some words before they signed off on the old ESPN Plus broadcast. He was not happy with Don Daly and Vladimir Voyard, and uh, also I think it was uh, Jose Nieves was the other guy last night. He was he was giving him a little piece of his mind on the way off the off the floor last night. Yeah, I think that losing twice to Old Dominion's not really sitting well in the D'Antoni no. household. No, I mean again, this is a team is six and four in conference, by the way, right? And ODU yeah. is just this is their two two wins uh, in conference play, and you know we'll see how they go moving forward. I mean, the, the room has been cleared, so to speak, with the, the latest uh, you know move that they made last weekend with Vashon Alep being released from the team. They've got you know ten games left. Well, nine now after last night in the regular season. We'll see. I, I think they played well together they stayed together um like they're still you know, a lot of size but the the young kid from ireland leroy odiahi played well he got the start he had made boards in 19 minutes for him uh they had really good bench play though i mean the bench was excellent they were plus with caesar and baker with the points and then jason wade with all the intangibles and you know the guy plays 13 minutes and he's plus 23 how's that possible that's crazy <laughs> that mean, is crazy you know you, you can pit, nitpick the the plus minus but that's not a coincidence. Like when you have a guy who comes out and ends up being plus 23 in his time on the floor in 13 minutes. I mean, good things tend to happen when Jason's involved. So 
anyway, good for them. I'm sure that felt good. I know it did for Kieran Donahue. Um, to get it now, you got to go play James Madison tomorrow uh, in the afternoon. And it, those games, you know, clearly the two games they've played so far this year, the ones here, Madison just stormed them uh, from the go. And they've got to get off to a good start if they want to at least be competitive in that game tomorrow at 4 o'clock in Harrisonburg. So we'll see how this uh, team can continue forward. Still a lot of season left, you know. You, you can't, you know, can't mail it in. You got to, you got to keep fighting. And it was good to see them do that last night. So we will, uh, we'll have, uh, we'll have to see how this whole thing uh, shakes out the rest of the way. But I'm curious to watch this game tomorrow to see if the least can get a better effort against the uh, Dukes, who seem to be rolling outside of when they play App State. I mean, you know, as long as they're, they've been killing it in the conference outside of those games. So uh, hopefully. Hopefully, ODU will have a better performance here. But I'm curious to hear what Bryce Baker has to say when he joins us at 6.35 tonight. So uh, be listening for that. All right, Tim Murray is going to come at the top of the hour. We'll get into some of this uh, Vegas kind of stuff in terms of the um, in terms of the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Also, this, uh, this weekend's college basketball, you got Duke Carolina, which is the headliner, and see if Tim's got his eyes on anything else. Because he's usually been pretty, he's been nailing the college games. For that us. he has. He's just kind of sprinkling them in, but he's been hitting them. So we give him that. All right, a lot of text to get to. Let me roll through some of these here. A lot of Carl Weathers stuff. Enjoying that. Carl Weathers was also in the war movie Force Ten, uh, Navarron with Harrison Ford. Somebody says, okay, huh? Interesting. Uh, someone adds, I forgot he was uh, Carl Weathers one season of the Oakland Raiders and played a good role with a lot of uh, the stars in uh, for, yeah, also has that Force Ten movie. Yes. Um, what? Yeah, there is somebody shared his football card earlier. He was a professional football player for a brief period of time. I did see that uh, as well. I got to see this Force 10 movie now. Yeah, I know. Everybody's bringing this Force 10 movie, uh, apparently, at this point. People asking me, too, if Eric Bieniemy is still in the commander's staff. Yes. I mean, all the all the holdover coaches are in the staff, right? Like, if, if you're if you were. Um, on the previous Ron Rivera stuff, obviously except for Jack Del Rio, well, who was fired, you know, after Thanksgiving's game. But yes, all those guys are on the staff as well. Um, Brian Chesapeake says, um, "Well, that one stings about Apollo Creed dying." Um, he goes, "By the way, if you are not all in on Williams trading that pick, might result in the number one next year." True that. Facts. 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 Big facts. Uh, Brian or Frank of Virginia Beach says hire Brian Greasy next year. Talking about the Commanders. What do you mean next year? Next year or this coming next year? So we're already blowing out Dan Quinn after one season. Is what you're saying? <laughs> okay. Well, look, yeah, Brian Greasy, you're the coach in waiting immediately. Coach. That'd be a really, that'd be a really good way to get off. You know, get get the thing started, right? <laughs> coach in waiting. Thanks. You're our coach in waiting immediately. Oh boy, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Also, um, in the next hour, or not in the next hour, yeah, next hour. I want to uh, get to this. There was a story. I don't know if you heard this a couple weeks ago. Brock Purdy was doing some interview with somebody, and he just kind of worked it in, like, "Well, hey, I almost got replaced by Tom Brady this offseason. Like, just come flippantly, and people are like, "Wow, just wah, drop wah, that right in what? there, Jim, Jim, what? Yeah, Jim, Jim, Jim. You know, they're going crazy. What does he mean? You know." So anyway, uh, John Lynch was uh, was doing an interview today and tried to explain what he thinks that's all about. So we will uh, get to that after we get to uh, Tim Murray uh, coming up at the top of the hour. Again, 757-687-9494, uh, the Ballyhoo's phone line, and again, the text line as well, the same route, 757-687-9494. And right now on the uh, X, again, you can go there at Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio 941, who the commander should hire as their next offensive coordinator. 
There, Chip Kelly's actually inching up a little bit more, which is terrifying uh, at 17.1%. Uh, but he's running a distant third behind hire a Shanahan tree guy at 55.3%. Uh, and keeping Eric Bieniemy at 228 is also on the board as well. So have at that. You've got 22 hours to vote. All right, 757-687-9494 if you want to do that as well. And again, keep the the good times coming here. Uh, Somebody, I don't know, this has nothing to do with us, by the way. I don't know what this was, but somebody just sent me uh, something about Gronk over Kelsey any day. That must have been from earlier, one of the earlier programs, I suppose. But thanks. But thanks for sharing that. Gronk over Kelsey, really? I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. That, that That's certainly a debate we can have at some point. By the way, Duke Carolina tomorrow after ODU right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. So we will have that game for you. Again, from the Smith Center tomorrow night. And that uh, is one of, obviously, who knows, maybe three meetings. We'll see. Some years, just not too long ago, we had four meetings. Could happen again. Back. It's always possible. All right, we're going to get to Tim Murray coming up. James has got an update for you. Get to some of these props off the Super Bowl that have been released already. And, oh, yeah, a little bit of college hoop action as well this weekend. Scott Jackson, Joe Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. James with him, Scott, your sports center.